Go push your buttons and let me get going. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the Vineyard. We're glad you're with us. And uh, we're continuing on in a series we're doing called Vineyard Verses. Vineyard Verses, we're 16, uh, this is our 16th study on Vineyard Verses. And um, we're looking at passages of Scripture. And we're breaking them down a verse at a time. And I'm encouraging you to memorize them as we go, if you can. These are um, sort of foundational passages of Scripture that help us in our day-to-day walk. And, and so memorizing them has them readily available to us. And, you know, we, we looked at the Hebrews 10, 19 through 25 passage that reminds us of our access to God 24-7. And I just think that's such an important reminder to have. That's why I like to have it memorized that... that uh, you know, it changes our perspective on things. And we need a throne room perspective in order to really live this life the, the way that we're called to. And, and, you know, we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body, and a great priest in Christ over the house of God. So, so we have this, you know, to sort of help us and, and guide us throughout the day. And then we looked at the Philippians 4, 4 through 8 passage. Uh, and and um, again, such a powerful way to, to walk this life out. And one of the verses that, you know, uh, I have to get to over and over and over again throughout the course of a day is, is, you know, Philippians 4, 6. Therefore, do not be anxious or do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There's something so powerful in that verse and, and I think so necessary in that, you know, the, the, the bigger gap between when the issues come and we remember that verse, that's where the struggles are. That's the, the, you know, the anxiety is. That's where all that mess is and the worries. But the quicker we can get to that verse and, and really stop yourself and just think about what you're, you know, what, what you're saying, what's happening in that verse. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, and it, it changes the situation. It's, uh, it's fascinating. The, the circumstances might remain exactly the same, but something about the situation will change when you remember that verse. And so, you know, I would encourage you, get these into you. Get these verses into you, because they're helpful throughout the day. Right now, we're looking at um, a passage of Scripture in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. And this passage is important because it's where I believe we get our mission as a church, as a group. Uh, and our mission, most of you know, is one more. One more lost child back to dad. It's what we do. And, and uh, it's sort of the filter we use to help us in figuring out what we're supposed to do and what it looks like and, and all those things that kind of helps us stay on track. And, and that, that in these verses in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, is, is sort of the heart of all of that. And so we're breaking these verses down and we're looking at them a week at a time, and we, we've talked and touched on justification and what that means and how important that is for us to understand just as if I had not sinned. It's really the heart of this whole thing and, and helps settle us in, in being a people of mission. And, you know, we talked a little about sanctification, which is, you know, the justification God chooses to see us in the perfection of His Son now as, as having arrived, sort of, uh, and, and, and yet we know that we're still a work in, in progress and the Holy Spirit dwells and he's helping us he's empowering us as we continue this journey on and he's changing us over time and so we we talked about how those things balance together and then 
after that discussion, pretty much we've been talking about reconciliation and what reconciliation means because it's at the heart of, of our mission, you know, that, that um, we've been reconciled to God in Christ. And, and that's an amazing thing. You know, a, a broken relationship has been mended and healed. It's been reconciled because of what Jesus has done on the cross. And, and having received that now, we're the ones who are supposed to go and let other people know what's available to them in Christ, that, that this reconciliation is available to them, and that they can be reconciled to God as well. And it's a, it's a fascinating message. It's a fascinating ministry, and it, it should impact the way that we live. And, it, and as we sort of become people of mission, it, it, it just sort of helps us in every area of life. It's, it's one of those things where it sort of breaks us out of the trap of having everything revolve around us and gets us into the story the way that we're supposed to be into it, into his story. Not that we're including him in our story, but we get that this is his story and, and we're a part of his story. He's the noun. We're the adjectives. We're describing him. And when we sort of uh, uh, get that figured out in our lives, our lives change significantly for the better um, because it helps us to see things and live through this whole thing in a completely different way. And so today, Paul adds to this message the idea of us being ambassadors for Christ, being ambassadors for Christ. And that's a, that's a, it's an amazing concept and idea and again, one that if we're thinking about it will really help us um, know how we're supposed to sort of walk this life out on a day-to-day -day basis. So we're going to dig into that in just a moment. That's the intro transition, the bad joke or a silly thought or something. I, I, have, I, I have this thought. That, so, so, you know, think about this. It's sort of a geometry thing. Parallel lines have so much in common, it's kind of a shame that they'll never meet. I know that's got a limited scope, but <laughs> for those of you who like geometry, it's a win. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I liked it. Well, you know what they say about cliffhangers. All right, the scripture reading today. Second, second Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Blessed be the word of the Lord. That last verse there, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, is really at the heart of our uh, mission. That's the verse. And... Uh, that's why I do be thankful for five things, encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to death. That's 521. And it came, it's a reminder of that verse, being at the heart of everything. So we're almost to that one. But today we're going to look at verse 20. And it says this, 2 Corinthians 520. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. 
we implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. So let's talk about that. First point is this. What is an ambassador? What is an ambassador? Generally speaking, an ambassador is a respected official acting as a representative of a nation sent to a foreign country. Uh, the ambassador's role is to reflect the official position of the country that sent him there, the sovereign body that, that made him an ambassador. And when Paul is writing to the Corinthians, he, he sort of says, you know, that's what his calling is like. And then he urges all of us to consider ourselves as ambassadors for Christ. And, and you know, I like the way he said it. We are therefore, and I've told you in the Scripture, whenever you see a therefore, you have to figure out what it's therefore. Um, it's all this discussion about reconciliation, being reconciled, having a ministry of reconciliation, having a message of reconciliation, what that means, that, that our position as ambassadors is made possible because of our reconciliation with God, which, which Jesus you know, did for us as he went to the cross and received the punishment due for our sin. When, when Jesus cries out, it's finished uh, on the cross. The, the barrier between sinful man and holy God was removed. And, and making all of us who trust in him holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Paul said it this way in Colossians 1.22, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. So, so the way that we even qualify as being ambassadors is because of the whole idea of reconciliation that, that Jesus has made possible for us. Nothing that we've done in our own strength. We couldn't earn it. We couldn't work for it. We don't deserve it. All those things. But because of what Jesus has done, and now we've had three weeks discussion on reconciliation, because of what he's done, and because we've been reconciled to God in Christ, and because, uh, you know, he sees us, uh, through the perfection of His Son already, and that all those things, because of all those things now, it's to impact the way that we live in the world around us to, with the idea that we're actually to be ambassadors for Christ. Ambassadors for Christ. That's point number two. We are Christ's ambassadors. And <clears throat> here's the, the reality is, I'm still on point two, so there we go. Thank you. Uh, Here's the deal. Every believer in Christ, every follower of Christ serves as an ambassador for Christ. Some for good and some maybe not so much. And that's the big issue. You know, what kind of ambassadors are we? What kind do we want to be? And, and how does even thinking that way begin to impact us in the way that we live this life out on a day-to-day -day basis? See, as we, as we live in this world, we actually represent the kingdom of God. We're, we're citizens of heaven. In John 18, 36, Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. So um, as ambassadors, we're, we're reflecting, as I said earlier, the position um, uh, of heaven, if you would, the, the, the official position of heaven. We're, we're to be a reflection of what that looks like. Um, so, so we're in this world, but we're not of it, 
In John 17, 16, Jesus even said, they are not of the world, even as I am not of it. So the, the reality is we are citizens of heaven already in Christ. There's a verse that we've looked at in the past. I don't have it in your notes. I'll give you the reference. It's Ephesians 2, 6. And in, in Ephesians 2, 6, it says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So, so we're already seated in the heavenly realms at, at some level. So, so the reality is, as believers of Christ, we are already citizens of heaven, citizens of the kingdom of God. And so, so this is, is not our home. Um, we're, we're here on purpose. We're here on a mission. Uh, you know, the, the oftentimes when, when there's groups of people serving in a foreign country, um, that's it, called a mission. Um, you know, even in, in the government, and ambassadors are part of that, and, and there's all these things, the idea of being a minister, that's that, that whole, it all ties in. So in Christ, we're citizens of heaven, but we're still here because we have mission and we have purpose. This, this is sort of my understanding of why we don't sort of get zapped up the moment we figure this out. Like the, the moment that you come to Christ and you're a citizen of heaven, the moment that, you, that you're not just kind of taken right up is because we need to be part of this mission. This is the plan. This has always been God's plan on how other people are going to know we're going to get it and then we're going to tell other people. I love thinking about the idea that we sit here today and if, we are, if you're a believer in Christ today, it's because the church for the last 2,000 years has done its part to be an ambassador. That, that they just kept talking about it and living it and telling people and preaching the good news and sharing the gospel. And this happened year after year after year for 2,000 years. And because that happened, we're here because of, of their faithfulness. And, and so for, for it to continue, it's on us to continue to, to serve this way and to live this way, that, that we live here as representatives of the kingdom of heaven. It's a huge dynamic paradigm shift, if you would. There's, there's something about this that makes us go, hmm, if we're really thinking about it. Because we have a tendency to live as though everything revolves around us, and really it's how everything impacts us. That's, it's by nature how we tend to look at things. Um, in, in a set of circumstances, it is our nature to, our initial reaction is, what does this mean to me? How does this impact me? And, and we have to sort of learn a different perspective that says, well, what's the bigger picture here? What's really going on? What's, what does this mean in light of the kingdom? What, what is, what's, what's really the situation? And, and you have to sort of step back and think, uh, it's not just how it revolves around me. It's a bigger picture. There's a bigger story. And, and how do I fit into it? And what is God going to do in these situations? Because he's never taken by surprise. And yet we live so much of our lives, I think, forgetting to keep God in the equation of what can happen. All of the things that I hear people are afraid of or, um, you know, in, in just the day-to-day -day stuff in this world. And I think that, that if it's because we don't keep God in the equation. Because God can change things like that, and He does all the time. Um, he may not the way that we want, but He can. And so you have to live with him in, in the equation. And the only way that you really do that is to sort of get this idea that, that we live for him here now and that we, we have mission and we have purpose. And, and that's what this is all about. It's bigger than us. We're part of a bigger story. And so we live here as representatives of the kingdom of heaven. 
Now what does that look like? Now we're at point three. What does it look like to live as His ambassadors? And, and to be effective, there's some stuff we need to know. And, and this is a great verse. It's in Matthew 10, 16. And, and maybe you've never connected this with this whole thing. But in this context, I want you to connect this verse. Jesus says, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. See, that, that may not make sense until you get it into a context of who we are now. Citizens of heaven, we're, we're waiting for the return of Jesus, which is, you know, a, a big event. And yet we have mission and we have purpose and we have things going on right now that we're responsible for. Um, you know, we're blessed in that we've come to know Jesus and, and we have eternal life in Him. Um, and, and yet we still continue to walk in this day-to-day life. Uh, and so, so we need to be aware of what's going on in the world around us, and then we need to be aware of how things happen in our culture, but we have to know that, that we don't have to get sort of caught up in it in the way everybody else does, because we have God in the equation, and, and we are people of purpose and mission, and we already understand that we're part of a bigger story. It's like the rest of the world's trying to figure out how they fit into the story, and they're trying to make their own story, see, and, they, and, so, they're, they're, and so everything that seems to stress them out or, or sort of ripple their story pushes them off into fear, and if we don't know that we're part of a bigger story, we'll just go with them, and we'll just become another, another voice that just chimes in and, and grabs onto the same fears and just voices them again, and, or we become sort of, you know, mean and critical, and, and we, we do all these other things instead of understanding there's a much bigger thing going on that we're a part of in Christ. And so um, we, we have to keep living. We do this all the time by doing the next right thing. That's what we're called to do. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. We need to step back, and we need to do the next right thing. And we, wa- we want to live in a way where we're not irrelevant, but we're not compromising the truth. And so, th- so this is the balance that we begin to walk out. It's not all about me. It's a bigger story. It's some about me. I always want to toss that in there. It is some about us, but not all about us. And so, so we need to figure out, and we have to think about, what does it mean to be shrewd as a snake and innocent as a dove? I think it, we need to be aware that we live in a fallen world on a broken planet, and that that we have a very real enemy at work and that people have issues and things going on. Uh, at the same time, we don't want to get caught up into that situation and, and, and live it out in a, in a sort of mean-spirited way, but, but we want to live it out knowing that we've got God in our lives and He's in charge and He, he will take care of situations and things as we allow Him to do that. And that, that empowered by the Holy Spirit, which we talked about earlier, um, we, we take this message that we have the, this, as, as ambassadors from a foreign land, the citizen of heaven, what's going on there, um, and we, we're to implore the people that are here to, to be reconciled to God. In Acts 1.8, it says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so, so what, we, what we say in our lives should align with what Christ would say because we represent Him, and what we do should align with what Christ would do. See, Jesus is our model for life and ministry. And, and that's why it's so important that you continually look at how Jesus lived because He, he almost always does the unexpected. Um, he almost always 
moves around people in ways that, that we would think, oh, well, because, you know, they accused him of all sorts of stuff, the established religious community, but he was just living this thing out with people, inviting everybody to the table, telling them about the kingdom, not, you know, just sort of pointing his finger at them and, and, and yet loving them first. And then as he loved them, he was able to tell them things that they might want to change, needed to change. But he loved them first. See, he lived this life out in such a neat way. And, and he's our model because the way he lived life attracted people to the kingdom. Everybody wanted to be around Jesus. Even the people who said they didn't like him wanted to be around him. The religious leaders who were figuring out how to try and kill him still couldn't help but hang around when he was around. They kept going to the parties he was at. They, they, they were, because he, his, his life attracted them. And, and so, you know, that's what needs to happen with us. Somehow we need to understand that we're to live this thing out in a way that attracts people into the kingdom uh, and, and in, into knowing Jesus. And so we're, we're ambassadors for Christ, making His appeal, His, His now and forever, full and abundant life-giving appeal has to happen through us. And so that's what we need to think about and, and just sort of consider those things. Now, what does it mean to you to be an ambassador for Christ. And how will that change you? How will that sort of make you look at things a little differently? Because that's the big question. And, and uh, it's, it's at the heart. You know, answering that question sets us up to be people of mission and live this thing out the way that we're called to. And the fascinating thing is when we do that, that's where we experience life. That's, that's where the good stuff is is, is, is moving that way. So anyway, consider that over the next week, and then next week we're in verse 21, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's, that's a great topic. It's one of my favorite verses, so uh, we'll head in there next week. If you're watching my video, thanks for watching. Appreciate you doing that. Come and visit us whenever you can. If you need prayer, go to the website. There's a place for prayer, and we will pray for you, but that's it for